This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the preview show. It's the No Name Ever podcast. Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the Known and Never podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Bromley, and joining me as ever is the main man himself, the headliner of the preview show, and it is, of course, Dave Stapman Roberts. Hi, Dave. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Mr. B still tells me I sound like Kermit the Frog at the start of the Muppets when I introduce you at the preview show. I might make that a thing next season. I might actually give him some kind of... Maybe I won't. Um, Dave, are we going to be able to be in a good, upbeat, jolly mood after yesterday's horrific horror show against Manchester City? Are, are we? Are we feeling? Well, are we feeling upbeat? Have we? Have we moved on and moved on to the next one? Uh, well, yeah. Well, we have to. We don't have a lot of choice on uh, on that. And and to be fair, our season isn't really going to be won and lost in how we uh, do against Manchester City. So uh, that's. From that perspective, I know we've only got a limited number of games left and we've got to get wins from somewhere, but getting a victory against Manchester City was always going to be a tough ask. I think the next two games are going to be uh, much more important. Are we not slightly perturbed by the nature of the defeat? There wasn't an awful lot of sweat on the shirts of those Burnley players when they went in inside. It it felt it had all the hallmarks of a very flat pre-season friendly, didn't it, I'm afraid to say. Uh, it did at times, and uh, I think the fact we conceded so early was the uh, difficult part. If we could have actually kept it nil-nil for a little bit longer, uh, that would have um, perhaps made it a little bit different. But to concede so early on, and then when the second goal went in, there was no real coming back from that. So I think uh, a City side like they are, uh, being two goals down, we did give it a little bit more in the second half, but we didn't really create that much. Um, they probably eased off a little bit. They were happy to win by 2-0. So, yeah, we put that behind us and we uh, we move on to Wednesday. I suppose we take some comfort in the fact that it wasn't 5-0. Uh, yeah, because obviously uh, yeah, there were some other bigger defeats this, this weekend for other teams. So, uh, yeah, the fact mm. we only lost two on the goal difference is perhaps a, a silver lining. 
Agreed, agreed. Um, well, of course, we are going to move on, as Dave quite rightly says. We've got no choice. There's another game coming thick and fast, so let's let's not dwell, shall we, um, listeners? Uh, before we get there, we do, of course, have a quiz question which we need to reveal an answer to. And this was prior to the Manchester City preview show where we asked you last week Three Burnley players started in goal for three of the four home nations. But who is the only Burnley player to have played in goal for Scotland and how many caps did he earn? Ooh, Dave, continuing your form of stinker questions, this was another one. Why don't you let us know what the answer was, please? Uh, well, Adam Blacklow, he earned three oh. full caps for Scotland. Uh, they were against Norway and Spain in 1963 and against Italy in 1965, all while he was a Burnley player. Um, all three of those games were played away from home. Ah, excellent. Did we get any correct answers from our wonderful bank of listeners? Uh, we did. We got several. Uh, Tim Ooh. Holden was in touch. He knew it was Adam Blacklow, as did David Entwistle and also Jan Getzileski. Um, they all knew that Adam Blacklow had represented Scotland and David and Jan both got the number of caps correct. Uh, Tim was just one out. He said four when in actual fact it was three. But uh, we do have uh, something a little bit different. We've got a steward's inquiry. <gasps> Surely not, Dave. Is this we a first do- for our preview show? Uh, no, uh, yeah. but um, Mark Gibbons had also been in touch to say the answer was Harry Thompson. Now, it was my understanding that Harry Thompson was never capped by Scotland, uh, which would have been correct up until late last year. Uh, and after looking into it further, it appears that the Scottish FA decided to reclassify some matches, which were played on a 1967 tour uh, of Asia and Australasia that include a couple uh, of games which Harry Thompson played in um, and basically decided to reclassify them as full internationals. Uh, interestingly, Alex Ferguson, among others, was another player who was retrospectively included as a full Scottish international in this relatively recent change of classification. So on this occasion, I'm going to allow Mark's answer as well as uh, the other ones who got um, Adam Blackwell. Yeah. Bravo, Dave. The correct result, I believe. So, yeah, well done. And I'm always very impressed with people who successfully challenge Dave. I don't dare ever challenge Dave, um, listeners, because he's the fountain of all knowledge, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but bravo. Bravo, Tim. Uh, so, no, Mark. Mark. Bravo, Mark. Um, well, luckily, you do not have to wait very long, listeners, for another question. You just need to hang around until the end of the show, where we will be giving you another quiz question. So, stay tuned. Premier League, head to head. Okay, why are we here, Dave? We are, of course, here to preview another Premier League game. Hopefully, we're not running down and running out of Premier League games that we will cover, but we are here to cover them. And it is, of course, that crunch game on Wednesday night, 6th of April 2022, a home tie against Everton, 7.30pm kickoff live on Sky Sports. This is, of course, take two listeners because this fixture was originally scheduled for Boxing Day. Dave, will you please kick us off with the history part of this fixture, please, starting with Premier League meetings? Uh, Yeah, Burnley have faced Everton in all of our previous seven Premier League seasons, and we have a good overall record in the seven matches which took place at Turf Moor. Burnley have won four, drawn one and lost two. 
uh, the defeats were in October 2014 when we lost 3-1 and coincidentally on Boxing Day 2018, which was the same date that this season's fixture was originally scheduled for. Uh, we suffered a heavy 5-1 defeat back then, uh, which we don't want to dwell on too much other than to say it proved to be a watershed moment in Burnley's season and we had a much improved second half of the campaign after that and survived comfortably in the end. Uh, in terms of our wins, in August 2009, we followed a 1-0 midweek home win over Manchester United with another home win over Everton on the Sunday to leave us on six points from our first three games back in the top flight. In October 2016, a last-minute winner from Scott Arfield, who kept his cool to put away the rebound, sealed a 2-1 win. And that was after Johan Berg-Gubbenson shot a comeback off the crossbar. Uh, 2-1 was also the score in March 2018, as we came from behind thanks to second-half goals from Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood. Uh, Ashley Williams was also sent off late in that game. And then in October 2019, Jeff Hendricks scored the only goal against 10 men Everton, who had Seamus Coleman sent off. Uh, that just leaves last season, and that match was a 1-1 draw played behind closed doors. That took place on 5th of December 2020. Good stuff. Memory match! So what have you picked as our memory match then, please, Dave? Uh, well, yeah, for once, we have several Premier League home wins to choose from against our next opponents. I know sometimes we've got to go back further in time, but we don't have to do that this time. We've, we've actually chosen uh, the first of those four home victories from August 2009. Uh, and uh, it seems like a lifetime ago that Burnley's playoff win and promotion, uh, meaning that we were enjoying our first taste of Premier League football. Uh, of course, many of our older fans would have seen us play in the old first division, but for a significant number of us, this was our first chance at seeing Burnley in the big time. And we weren't sure what to expect. An opening day defeat at Stoke City was followed by a memorable 1-0 win against Manchester United, thanks to that Robbie Blake volley, uh, and the celebrations from which took sh uh, shook Turf Moor to its very foundations. Uh, we had a chance to follow that with another home game, as we played Everton on the following Sunday, and it was Wembley hero Wade Elliott who gave Burnley the lead in the 34th minute with a curling shot past Tim Howard. Uh, Everton's best chance to score was from a penalty when Tony Hibbert went down in the box under a challenge from Chris McCann in the 75th minute. Uh, Louis Sahar stepped up, but unlike the match in midweek, when he saved Michael Carrick's spot kick, Brian Jensen was able to watch the ball slide past his post and keep his clean sheet intact for a second Premier League home win in five days. Uh, there have been several memorable Premier League moments since those early days, and we're all hoping there'll be many more still to come. Yeah, we very much do. On this day! Well, we move on now to what is one of my favourite sections, which is, of course, on this day. Do we have any good omens in terms of past matches played on the 6th of April, Dave? Uh, possibly, although Burnley have lost more games, that's 12, than we've won on this date, uh, just nine wins. Uh, our better results are certainly skewed towards the modern era. Uh, but we start off back in 1895 with a heavy away defeat. Uh, that was 5-0 at the hands of Aston Villa. And six years later in 1901, we lost away again, this time 3-1 at Woolwich Arsenal, as they were known back then. Uh, the first Burnley win on this date was in 1907. That was a 2-0 victory at Gainsborough Trinity. But the next four games between 1912 and 1926 all ended in defeat. Uh, we managed to stop the rot with a 2-2 draw against Liverpool. That was on Good Friday 1928. And followed that up with a second victory the following year with a 4-0 home win over Birmingham. 
Um, after successive away defeats at Oldham in 1931 and Fulham in 1935, we also lost our first post-war match on this date in 1953 at Deepdale. Uh, although Jimmy McElroy opened the scoring, North End won that match 2-1. Alan Shackleton scored the only goal in a 1-0 home win over Bolton Wanderers in 1957. And in 1963, Andy Lockhead, Gordon Harris and Ray Pointer scored Burnley's goals as we beat Aston Villa 3-1 at Turf Moor. After a goalless draw at home to West Brom in 1968, we suffered a heavy 4-0 away defeat at Stoke City in 1974. Uh, the next three matches were all 1-1 draws. They were against York, Aldershot and Torquay respectively. Our 11th defeat was a 3-2 reverse at Leighton Orient in 1993 and defeat number 12 was to Bradford City at Turf Moor in 1996 with both sides being reduced to 10 men in the second half. Anyone paying attention up to this point will have realised I've only mentioned four Burnley wins so far which means that the remaining five games we've played on this date since 2001 uh, have all ended in victory for the Clarets. Uh, we beat Preston 3-0 at Turf Moor in 2001 followed by a 2-0 home win over Gillingham in 2002, and 10 years later in 2012, we beat Brighton 1-0, again at Turf Moor. The remaining two games were both 3-1 Burnley wins. Uh, they were at home to Bristol City in 2013, and then away at Bournemouth in 2019. Uh, so in summary, Burnley have won 9, drawn 5 and lost 12 previous matches on the 6th of April, with 36 goals for and 45 against but with five wins out of five matches played on this date in the current millennium. Yeah, good stuff. Now, according to my um, script here, Dave, you've been playing around with my order again. Are we going to be giving our listeners a little treat before we've even moved on to the present? We are. Well, I thought this relates back to um, Saturday's game, so I thought I'd get this done earlier in the show, if that's, uh, that's okay. Okay, it certainly is. Well, in that case, listeners... That man, Dave, is going to treat you like he always does. He's going to delve deep into those pockets of his and let you have his miscellaneous stat of the week. Statman Dave's stat of the week. Uh, well, yeah, I have to warn you, this week's stat of the week is quite likely to turn into a rant of the week. So for <gasps> once, please bear Love with it. me. Uh, on perhaps it. on this occasion as well, producer Matt should have the no-near-never bleeper button handy, as I'm not sure if I can keep it 100% curse-free. Dave. Here we, here we go. Um, I'm all here for it. Go on, my friend. Right. I'm going to get this off my chest. Uh, despite having spent well in excess of £2 billion, pounds, I'll repeat that, £2 billion, pounds, on assembling one of the most talented squads in world football, Manchester City manager Pep Guardiola once again felt the need on Saturday, despite winning the game, to peddle another absolute untruth in his post-match press conference. These were his words. The conditions of the pitch were so difficult... The grass was so high. Uh, he isn't the first to use this phony excuse, as his former assistant and current Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta is another who has tried to use this erroneous line of attack against Burnley in the past. So let's consider this, shall we? All Premier League clubs have to adhere to strict regulations, not only in terms of the overall width and length of the pitch itself, but also the length of the grass. Ground staff are provided with a measuring gauge to use on the pitch, and Premier League officials check this before every match. When the likes of Pep Guardiola and others attempt to spout this nonsense about the length of the grass on the Turf Moor pitch, it really is a ludicrous argument. So when everything else in the league is already heavily weighted in your favour, Please cut out the b about the pitch in future as it's extremely tedious to hear. End of rant. 
Oh, Dave, that was wonderful. That may very well be my most favourite ever segment from every previous show that we've ever done. Bravo, sir. Bravo. Okay, do you feel better now? Can we move on? Slightly better, yes. Good for you. Scouting report! Okay, listeners, we are going to bring you bang up to date now with the present, starting with our scouting report. Over to you, David. Uh, yeah, we did a more detailed scout report for our first match against Everton earlier in the season. That was the reverse fixture at uh, Goodison Park in September. Uh, so this time we're going to look at the current situation with regards to illness, injury and suspensions, uh, as well as highlighting our opponent's most consistent performers for the season to date. Uh, since the original fixture was postponed on Boxing Day, Everton have had a change of manager. Uh, Rafa Benitez has been replaced by Frank Lampard. However, rather than getting a new manager bounce, things seem to have gone from bad to worse for the Merseyside club, who have sunk ever closer to the bottom three. At bargain 1.7 million summer transfer, Damari Gray is Everton's top scorer in Premier League games with five, although that was the case when this match was originally due to be played, meaning he hasn't scored a Premier League goal yet in 2022. That's eight games so far this year, although he did score once in the FA Cup. However, Gray remains Everton's highest FPL point scorer for Everton with 81. Uh, The next best Everton players in terms of FPL points are goalkeeper Jordan Pickford with 77, followed by Abdoulaye Decore and Michael Keane, both of whom have 74. Uh, Speaking of ex-Clarets defender Keane, he won't be involved on Wednesday. He capped in the Toffees in their 2-1 defeat at West Ham United on Sunday and was dismissed after picking up a second yellow card. Other than a home win over Newcastle United prior to the international break, Everton are on a poor run of form going into this game. And the following players are also ruled out. Defensive midfielder Alan is still serving a suspension for a red card in their win over Newcastle. And Yerry Mina, Fabian Delft, Tom Davis and Andros Townsend are all out injured. Uh, to our knowledge, there aren't any significant issues with positive COVID cases this time, unlike over Christmas. So we're expecting the match to go ahead as planned. Good stuff. Um, Well, you've heard what we think about our visitors, uh, not this weekend, Dave, this midweek. But for balance, we do like to give you the thoughts of our opposition view. So, fresh from their defeat this afternoon um, away at West Ham and that sending off and that hopeful defender crisis, we sit down with our Everton fans to give you our opposition view. Opposition view. Hi guys, um, thanks for having me on the podcast. I'll be talking through Everton against Burnley from an Evertonian's perspective and I am worried. Now, I don't know where to start. We can't defend, we can't score and our players just don't look arsed. We've lost everything that Everton was. Now, growing up watching Everton play special under Moyes, there was an identity. Everton weren't an easy team to play. The top teams sometimes would slip up. We'd usually dispatch the lower teams, but we had fight, we had grit, we had characters, we had leaders. We don't have any of that. We've got a lot of dead wood that has to start. We've spent 500, 600 million pounds and we have John Joe Kenny playing, Mason Holgate in midfield, it's just not good enough. Our losses were over 120 million. I think the only reason we've not been hit with sanctions is because 
we've kind of blagged off that that's because of COVID, but it really isn't. So coming into this game against Burnley, I am worried. I am so worried. Now, relegation is what makes this game brilliant. You know, you if you don't play well, you go down, etc., etc. But if we go down, I have serious doubts over Everton as a club going forward. We could easily be the next Sunderland, but on a much, much higher scale. We've got players on 130 grand a week. Like Andre Gomez, Yerry Mina. They hardly play. Now, Yerry Mina in our defence, we win. We play well with him, but his hamstrings are made of jelly snakes. It's, it's a shambles. Michael Keane, the amount of times this season he's given away goals, he's just been awful, made terrible decisions, and today he had the captain's armband. What does that say? He's like he got himself sent off, and probably the one game a year that he'd be good at is against Burnley, and he's got sent off. So that'll probably mean um, we'll have Godfrey and Holgate as our two centre-backs starting, if he goes with a back four. Branthwaite's a player that I think should just get a run in the side because he's done not much wrong when he's played. Um, and it's just give him a chance. I Honestly, some of these players I'm just done with, I won't list them off because it's hurt me an hour and I'll just be listening to the entire squad. But yeah, to deal with Veghorst, you know, Burnley crossing the ball in, that's the game where we need Keane and Mina back there. The height, the ones who can head the ball. So yeah, I'm worried. I think that Burnley will be licking the lips. They'll be looking at us and thinking we've got them. Because I see Burnley, like pretty much in the recent history, Burnley have been battling relegation quite a lot. And that means that the players are used to this. They're used to this kind of fight. Whereas our team, they just... I can't even... I don't know who's going to step up. And as an Everson fan, I see a lot of, um, you know, pundits and the media criticising Lampard. And yeah, I'm not saying he's been perfect. Definitely. He's, he's not. He's made mistakes. And he's learning about the players. And I just... I can't... You can't pin it on him. You pin it on the six or seven years of mismanagement. We've had so many managers... I think we've turned into the the Watford of the North in that respect. And the one thing that's been the same, the players. And I think when we started to kind of drop down the table, a lot of people said, oh yeah, there's three worst teams in this league or we're too good to go down. We're really not. Football is a results business and we haven't been getting results. Especially away from home, which... It's not easy away from home in the Premier League, that's a fact, but... We don't make it easy. We start these games 15 minutes, 10 minutes even. We might have a bit of possession, control it. As soon as we make a mistake, which happens every game, two or three mistakes, the other teams in the Premier League are clinical. And then our heads go. It's it's hard to watch because you know it's going to happen. It's a script. Everton is a social experiment. I'm, I'm pretty certain on that now. How much can a fan base tolerate just everything going wrong? So yeah, Wednesday night is huge for both clubs. I think Burnley, if they win, you'll be one point behind us and the same games played. Um, and I genuinely believe that Burnley's group, the manager, you'll have that fight and that setup really to grind out points. I don't see us doing that, especially with how we've been playing away from home. At home, I'm a season ticket holder. I get on the backs with everyone else and you see a reaction. 
but professional footballers shouldn't need that. To finish off, I'm just going to give you my prediction. 2-1 to Everton. Stupidly optimistic as always, but Anthony Gordon, Cavett-Lewin, and then maybe a Veghorst header or a Maxwell Corne screamer. But either way, we need a performance. We need something to uplift the fans, to give the players a bit of confidence and to really get us in the right mindset for this last running of games or else we'll be playing championship football next year. So yeah, thank you for having me on and I would say all the best for Wednesday, but I really don't. So uh, up the toffees. See ya. Okay, Dave, referee. Who's going to be dealing with this critical game? Uh, we've got Mike Dean again. Ooh, again. Again. Yes. Again, Sorry. we have him lots, don't we? Uh, what, what can we say about Wirral-based referee Mike Dean, which we haven't said already? Well, for starters, he's now announced that he's going to be going into semi-retirement at the end of the season. At the age of 53, he's going to hang up his whistle, which is a pity. As compared to some of his contemporaries, he's certainly one of the better officials out there. Uh, compare and contrast with Craig Pawson, for example. Uh, in fact, it was perhaps a blessing that these two appointments weren't reversed, as although Craig Pawson had a poor game in charge on Saturday, he probably didn't adversely affect our result against Manchester City. Um, I won't bore you again with the details of Mike Dean's previous Burnley games, because we've mentioned those several times before, including earlier this season. But we will wish him all the best and hope that the decisions against Everton on Wednesday are even-handed, which should be the case most of the time, but sadly that isn't always the case. Uh, we may well, uh, This may well be the last time we see Mike Dean in the middle at Turf Moor, but he will be staying with the PGMOL, that's the Professional Game Match Officials Limited, as a ded dedicated video assistant referee for next season. So there's still a chance for him to have some influence in the future from Stockley Park. Uh, speaking of video assistant referees, Darren England has been appointed to take that role on Wednesday evening. Um, we were talking about Mike Dean at the football on Saturday in a City game in those very long spells where we had nothing to do other than talk about other things and not watch the football. Um, I think the general consensus actually among most football fans, well, certainly most Burnley fans are sitting in me that actually Mike Dean's all right. Like he loves the drama and he loves being centre of attention. But actually, from a technical perspective, he's a good he get, yeah, he's a good referee and he's probably one of the best in the league. It's just that just tends to get overshadowed by the fact that he just loves to insert himself into all sorts of narrative. Um, I think you probably share that view, don't you, Dave? I do. Yes, I think he's one of the uh, the better refs out there. And as I say, I'm I'm pleased it's worked out the way it has that we had uh, Pawson on Saturday and Mike Dean on Wednesday, and not the other way around. Because oh, I think yeah. having Mike Dean probably wouldn't have made a difference on Saturday, but we could have had a uh, a Rick from from Porson on Wednesday, so uh, ho hopefully I'm not speaking too out of turn and uh, and Definitely doing not. Mike Dean down, but I think he's, uh, he's he's certainly a better ref, and we'll hopefully see that on uh, on Wednesday evening. Yes, but uh, Porson was awful on Saturday, as he always is. He's just terrible. Um, okay, Dave, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Is this a must-win game? Surely, 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 this is the game that is a must-win game. Please tell me you've come to your senses. Well, not exactly, no. Oh, Dave, if this isn't a must-win game, what the heck is? We have to win. If we don't win at the weekend, we are absolutely down. A weekend, sorry, midweek. So how? Tell me, talk to me, tell me why this isn't a must-win game. Because you're wrong. Because it's not the last game of the season where you 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 have to win to stay up. It, it, you, you 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 could you could lose you could lose this game and win the next nine. 
or the eight or seven or even even okay. five out of the ones afterwards. Dave, how many how many games have we won in the last twenty eight games? Uh, three. Yeah, one of those I believe was Rochdale in the cup. No, we've won three in the league. Won three in the league. Okay. So if we if we've won three in twenty eight, how are we going to win nine out of nine? Uh, we're not. We don't, well, we don't need yeah. to win that many. What, what I will say, stats-wise, is that um, Everton have only won one away game in the league so far this season. They won oh. at Brighton uh, at the end of August. That is their only away win in the Premier League so far this season. So they've got a, a, a dreadful uh, record away from home, which is another perhaps plus point towards us and the fact that, yeah, their, their confidence is going to be down. So we need to uh, have a good start on uh, on Wednesday, take the game to them. And I think we've got a, a good chance of winning the game. Yeah, there's a couple of problems with that though, Dave, isn't there? Number one, Burnley have historically been very accommodating when teams need to end a bad spell or get out of a hole. We tend to gift them those results, don't we, really? We've got a bit of a history of that. Um and secondly, I genuinely don't remember the last time Burnley took a game to anybody. We look, we don't look up for it, and it's really starting to worry me. I can't remember, and I, I'm not. I'm trying not to be overly critical of Dash because I think he's had a lot of. We'll let Statman, uh, sorry, put, producer Matt put his bleeper out now. We've had a lot of crap this season um, in the league um, in terms of players, and Dash has not got an awful lot to play with, particularly that midfield. But I'm also questioning what he's doing. How we, you know, there doesn't seem to be a fight anymore. We seem to have lost that. I, th- I think we we have had times where we haven't been as much on our game as we should have been. I think we've had a lot of games where we should have got better results than we did get. I think our, you you are where you are. You can't argue with the position in the table, mm. so you deserve to be where you deserve to be. But I think particularly earlier on in the season, we didn't get the rewards for our performances. Uh, but you're right, there have been other games, particularly I think the disappointment this season has been the games with the teams around us. Uh, things like the uh, we drew 0-0 at home against Norwich. We drew 0-0 at home against Watford. Uh, we lost to Leeds, you know, we, we lost to Newcastle uh, away from home. So that we're losing to the teams around us. The one at Brentford recently, another case in point, that uh, that was a game where there wasn't a huge amount in it. Uh, we hit the crossbar, they got a goal, they then got a, a breakaway goal from a penalty. That was kind of irrelevant after that. But there, there are these fine margins in games, but we're, we're on the wrong side of them, particularly in the teams around us. And that's been uh, been our undoing this season. Yeah, we've not looked good. We really haven't. It's really starting to worry me. Um, so, in terms of, oh, are you going to give me a score prediction, Dave? I'm feeling very down about it. I'm afraid to say. Score prediction. Tell me what you think. Uh, I think Bernie are going to win. I'm going to go for a two-one win, and I think um we'll get our front two firing i think uh maxwell corney and Valt Vegos will get the goals excellent i did think um i did think that corney looked pretty like he was when he did come on i thought he did look all right actually i was quite i was quite impressed don't know how you felt. Yeah, and I think in a game against Everton as opposed to against City, he will get more of the ball. He'll get more more play than he would against a team like City. So that's going to be uh, in our favour on Wednesday as well. Um, I'm also going to predict a win, which will come as no surprise whatsoever. Um, I'm going to say 2-0. I think we will. I think Collins will be back, won't he? I think Ben Meese will a couple of weeks out, but Collins will be back. 
um, and all as much as he did an okay job um, yesterday. I don't, as a general rule, like to see Kevin Long in the side. Um, I think Collins is better. So Collins and Tarky back in there. Um, I think we're, we're going to keep a clean sheet. I'm going to say 2 0. And I'm also going to say Veghorst and Corne, um, in the absence of not being able to go for a Ben Mee header. Um, so, listeners, you know the drill by now. You know what we want from you at this stage in proceedings. We want a goal prediction, please. We want to know scorers and how they scored those goals. Um, you can tweet us at None and Ever. You can put a comment on our Facebook page or you can email us at our dedicated email, which is previewshow at noneandever.net. Um, okay, right, where are we up to? Let me think I'm in my script. I was getting ahead of myself then. We're worrying about the, the must-win game. It is Actually, when you send me your score predictions, Clarets, Tell me whether you are Team Bromley or Team Roberts. Is Wednesday a must-win game? We'll put a poll out in the field as well and we will revisit this um, in the next preview show ahead of Norwich. Norwich, isn't it? Yes. So, yes, send us those as well. Okay. um, Moving on then, second half of our show. I think we alluded to this somewhat in the Manchester City preview, but we probably don't have much in terms of an FPL update, do we? Um, fill me in, Dave. What's happening? Uh, we don't, unfortunately. We can't bring you any FPL updates as the uh, game on Wednesday against Everton is also included in game week 31. Uh, so the tables are kind of in a state of flux at the moment. They won't be finalised until after that. But uh, as you mentioned, when we record the um, next preview show, which is when we look ahead to the weekend's trip to play Norwich City, uh, we should have the updated, well, certainly have two things. We'll have the updated uh, league tables from game week 31, and we'll also have um, confirmation of who's got through to the next round of the FPL Cup, which was something we met- mentioned in the uh, Manchester City preview show. We've got 256 of our 325 managers are in cup ties, and that'll be whittled down to 128 uh, who will be uh, taking part for game week 32. Um, I believe I am not in said cup. Uh, no, you got knocked out. Yes, in the uh, in the preliminary round. Yeah, that's sad. Okay, well, do um, do stay tuned, listeners, because obviously, as soon as we can give you um, that update, we will, of course. Statman Dave's quiz question. So instead, that means Dave, we have more time to give our listeners a quiz question. What are you setting us for us this week, please? Right, well, this week's quiz question goes back to the pathetic posturing of Pep Guardiola. Regarding the length of the grass on the turf more pitch, and here's the question. According to the very strict Premier League regulations, what is the maximum height in millimetres of the grass uh, that grass is allowed to be on the pitch? And for a bonus point, can you also tell us how many times this regulation has been breached by Burnley since it was brought in. Listeners, I feel like we're going to know the second part of that one because I think Dave might be setting us up for that. But I think that's a good question. And, and clearly, clearly young Statman Dave has got to be in his bonnet this week. So before we get him on another rant, Dave, just turn your attention to how our listeners can submit their questions, please. Uh, yeah, you can get in touch with us with uh, the answer using any of these methods. You can tweet us or preferably send us a direct message on Twitter uh, so people can't see your answer. Uh, that's at never on Twitter. You can email us. Uh, the email address is previewshow at never.net 
or you can also reply to the post this preview show on either the Noni Never Facebook page or also on YouTube. Excellent. Uh, we will let you have the answer to Dave's slightly left field question. Oh, left field. Oh, I like what you did there. I like what you did there, Dave. Um, slightly left field quiz question at the start of our next preview show, which will be looking ahead to next Sunday's match against Norwich City at Carrow Road. You can expect that to be available on Friday. I presume, Dave, we will be recording that on Thursday night as usual. Yes. Yes. Okay, listeners, you have until 7pm Thursday is your deadline to get us some questions in. Um, we will then pick them up before we start recording. Um, so in that sense then, Dave, I think we just need to, have we got any community news? We need to leave our, fi- our fixtures. No, our listeners with. Uh, our listeners are not fixtures. Community news. Uh, not a great deal this week, other than I think it might be worth recapping uh, April's fixtures. We obviously played Manchester mm. City already. We're playing Everton on Wednesday. Uh, we've then got coming up, uh, we're away at Norwich City. That's a two o'clock kickoff on Sunday the 10th. Uh, we then play again. I think it's been moved now to Sunday, the West Ham away game. Uh, that's uh, 2.15 on Sunday the 17th. Uh, there's then the rearranged match against Southampton. Uh, that's on Sky. That's a, a 7.45 kickoff on Thursday. We don't play many matches on Thursday, but that's Thursday the 21st uh, of April. We've then got uh, the home game against Wolves. That's a 2 o'clock kickoff. Again, another Sunday game. Uh, 24th of um, of April, and then we're away at Watford. That's uh, three o'clock kickoff on Saturday, the 30th of April. We're still waiting to hear news of when the Aston Villa game will be rearranged for. We haven't uh, um, played them yet. Uh, we've got that away game that was um, postponed to be uh, fit in as well. So we're uh, we're waiting to hear news on that one, and obviously we'll mention that in a future show when we uh, know when it's happening. We will indeed. Um, I think the only other bit of community news that I wanted to throw in there is um, just if you're really like down in the dumps about your football at the moment, Clarets, and you're certainly missing goals more specifically, um, it might not be the worst idea in the world to check out Burnley's women's team. They are on fire this season. They are playing well and they are scoring a bag full. Just today, this Sunday, they beat Leyland 7-0. So quite frankly, we could all use a little bit of excitement and cheering on goal scoring in the famous claret and blue Burnley shirt. So, yeah, give the, give the girls a bit of your support. I think they, they all very much um, appreciate some new followers, so do get down to watch them. Um, I think that's it then. That's all we've got time for this midweek preview show. My thanks as ever go to everybody who has managed to help to get this show on the road. To our opposition view, our Everton fans, for giving us their views ahead of the game. Uh, Turfmore Stadium announcer Dominic Walker for his specially recorded preview show announcements. Producer Matt for getting this all together. And Dave Roberts, of course, for researching our preview show episodes and for getting all of your stats there. And a special thank you to Dave for that beautiful rant. Um, Last but by no means least to you, the listeners, for downloading this episode. Your support is very much appreciated and we would not be here without you. Dave and I will be back on Friday night as usual with the preview show um, ahead of that Norwich game and the rest of the team will probably be back we think on Thursday uh, we're going to do 
quite frankly, listeners, we don't think anybody needed to hear anything about that City game. Um, but Everton's obviously key. So we're going to be recording directly after that Everton game. Um, and we'll get something out there then and we'll, we'll knit it all together. So keep an eye out on social media and we will let you know when that's available. Um, in the meantime, do take, take care of yourselves and take care of your loved ones. I've been Natalie Bromley. This has been the preview show brought to you by the Known and Ever podcast. Until next time. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.